Hello, and welcome to the Brain Mastery Podcast, brought to you by ABI Wellness. This series features renowned experts on brain injury, brain health, and rehabilitation. Be sure to visit abiwellness.com for more resources. All right, welcome back to the uh, the Brain Mastery Podcast. Um, today is going to be a lot of fun. Um, I've got a friend and a colleague on with me today, uh, Harrison Brown, who's the founder of, of HeadCheck Health. Um, Harrison, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Um, so a little bit about Harrison. Uh, Harrison is somebody who's been around kind of the, the world of, of concussion, you know, personally having experienced it through, through rugby, um, and then is also um, someone who, while in graduate school at, at the University of British Columbia, um, you know, was continually being exposed to this problem in concussion, uh, not just concussion management, but really concussion assessment, and, and then started, you know, getting his hands kind of dirty inside the work, uh, trying to better understand um, how to address this problem of, of, a, of really education, awareness, and assessment, and then took that question into um, a career in a business launching uh, HeadCheck Health. So uh, anything that I wanted to, that you wanted to add to that uh, initial bio there, Harrison? Uh, no, that, that, that was perfect. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, one of the, I guess, themes and what I've done and I guess what I'm aiming to do and trying to do here uh, is really, you know, create something that bridges that gap between what's happening in the research world and what's cutting edge and what's practical and, and, and feasible in the real world. And I think that's something that, that is incredibly challenging every single day for us. And, uh, you know, the, the, the smaller we can make that gap, I think the better off everybody will be. 100%. No, I totally, I've, I've always appreciated that about you and your approach to the work. And, you know, I've known you for a few years now and, uh, and I think it's wonderful to look at the growth, uh, of, of head check. Um, so, you know, Harrison, when the people that are listening here, you know, are, are really in our niche of, of brain health, right. And, uh, and concussion, but also our, our clinical providers for sure, but also individuals and, and really performance specialists. And for those people that might be listening, you know, you've got a really unique skill set and, and experience, you know, what's the main message that you'd like to drive home? Um, from your experience in this work that you want people to really understand as they're, as they're listening to your message here today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I would say probably the, the, the biggest thing is, and this is kind of fundamental to what we do at HeadCheck, is, you know, we got to be careful about saying in, in the sports world, which is where, where we play mostly, um, about, you know, what is, what is our protocol and what is our policy on concussion? Um, and I think what happens is that's where the initial gap begins to take place in sports world is you've got these incredibly smart, you know, researchers, doctors, um, other types of medical professionals that essentially inform what leagues and teams and, you know, national organizations and provincial organizations do to address concussion. And they're coming at it from an angle of, you know, these are the best practices. This is what the evidence-based research will support that we should be doing every single time somebody receives a head injury. Um, and, and I think 
the problem is there there's a gap between what they're saying should be done and needs to be done every time and what's actually happening in the real world and, and i don't know if uh if anybody else is is, mm. is seeing this stuff but i mean even down at you know minor hockey levels uh sometimes it's it's even difficult for people running teams that are the safety officers or the coaches to even know what they're supposed to do when a concussion occurs and so we've got this massive gap where there's, you know, this is what you should be doing and this is what's actually happening. Uh, and, and to be honest, I, I think that's a much, much bigger problem we have today than, you know, is the test that's eventually going to get run going to be accurate or not? Uh, we can't even follow basic stuff at this point. It's, uh, it, it's yeah. a huge issue. Harrison, that's something that, you know, I know, and you and I have talked about this before, you know, I volunteered in that kind of a capacity before, uh, with my son's hockey team. And I found it really, um, you know, frustrating, um, that, um, there's such a lack of, of knowledge, even though there is, you know, resourcing going into education, mm -hmm. um, without that practical application. And this is really where our two worlds kind of meet exactly. sometimes is, you know, in doing some of the rehabilitation work that I've been involved with, I've seen what, um, the impact, the negative impact, of of some uh you know traumatic brain injury can be and and that's where you know the education piece yes is key but the assessment piece and the and the action the timely action is so important and that's where your tool that you've developed it's really really important and so needed and and it's disappointing to me that you know it's not as accessible as it should be Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, essentially what you've got is you've got, you know, every sports league in the world, every sports organization that has a policy saying, you know, we got five things that have to happen every single time we think somebody has a concussion. And then you've got the reality, which is there's probably not tools to do all five of those things. Nobody checks whether they're done. And unfortunately, what happens is we essentially have to wait until somebody doesn't do one of those five things mm -hmm. and a person is seriously injured uh, you know, either they're not removed from play, they're, they're not treated properly, they're not cleared properly. Um, they go back, they receive a second injury. Um, and, and so we're, we're almost just waiting for something really bad to happen to force us into action. And it's completely backwards. Like it, it really should be the other way around. It should be, you know, we should, we should be implementing these policies properly from day one. Uh, and, and when things slip through the cracks, it should be the exception uh, to the rule as opposed to what's happening right now, which is I can pretty much guess, uh, you know, across all sports, all levels, all countries, if, if a concussion occurs, um, will that player receive the appropriate care? Will the correct assessments be performed? Probably not. Yeah, I, th not. I think so. That's been my experience. And, uh, you know, um, you I support your vision around that because I think it's so I've seen it. It's so incredibly needed. I've seen it playing, you know, collegiate sport myself. Uh, and that's a long time ago now. I mean, that's, that's Mark with hair times. Um, but you know, <laughs> we, we, we look at the need now and leveraging that's something I really like is leveraging technology, um, to increase accessibility. Um, uh, you know, even utilizing, you know, our phones. Uh, and I think that's something that you really worked hard to scale. I think it, on the accessibility side. And, you know, I think that's a really, I think it's a really um, under uh, recognized opportunity, I think, 
um, that that not necessarily people understand. It's really it's not as hard as one might think um, to actually implement these rules into action and to really change some of the behaviors <laughs> that that are entrenched in a lot of sport that are actually very harmful um, yeah, for sure. to participants. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a, a, an example, actually. Um, one of the things that our system does is it, it helps execute those protocols and, and make sure that every aspect of it from you know education to testing to clearance to management, um, it, it's being done by a qualified individual and we don't have people doing stuff that they're not qualified for. But you know, one of the, the, the cornerstones of every policy on the planet is clearance by somebody qualified to provide clearance before the player goes back to play. Um, in, in, most, in most cases, you know, most countries and, and, and states and provinces, it's got to be a medical doctor that provides that clearance. And to be frank, the reason why is just you know, arguably due to, to insurance reasons. Mm. Um, you know, in case they make the wrong decision, but either way, most policies are going to say, yeah, I have to have a medical doctor that, that clears the players. And so, you know, years ago, we had a functionality where individuals could upload those clearance notes or complete them within our system, uh, you know, making that, that, that process easier so that more times when players went back to play, there was a clearance provided. And, uh, you know, after, you know, a couple of months of, of having that, that tool be used, we started actually going in and auditing, you know, what are mm. these notes that are, that are being provided? Who's providing them? What are the credentials of those individuals? And unfortunately, what happened was we stumbled on some stuff that was really concerning. You know, we had, we had seen some cases where parents had actually written clearance notes themselves saying, hey, you know, I'm not a doctor, but I know my, my son or my daughter and, and they're good to go back in. And, you know, we, we saw other ones from dentists. And, uh, you know, and not, not to knock on dentists here, but it's just, you know, according to the rules, that's not appropriate. And that's not somebody that's qualified to make that decision. So it, it just tells us that, you know, even if we build the tool to make the process easier, there's always going to be people that are going to try to go around those rules. And so we've got to be, you know, as a technology company, we have to be ahead of that to be able to have the system in place, which we have now, which is where we can actually identify and have a way for that note to be uh, assessed and approved to make sure it has met those requirements. And, and we, we just, we didn't even think of that, right? We, we thought, yeah. oh yeah, people are going to submit doctor's notes. They're not going to cheat or they're not going to yeah. make a fake one. Yeah, I know. It, 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 um, I think that's the thing about kind of the anatomy of resistance when doing something new. Uh, and that's a whole other topic that we'll talk about in another one of these that we do at another time. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I think this this kind of parlays right into my next question, was, which is, and I think I know what some of the answer might be, but, you know, if you kind of had the crystal ball and, and, and could, could shape the future of brain health and more specifically kind of concussion in your work, you know, what would your hope for that future be, uh, Harrison? Yeah, I mean, to be completely honest, you know, we have a vision at HeadCheck that we want every single athlete uh, that plays sports around the world to be afforded the appropriate concussion care. And, and so what that means is that whatever level you're at, if you're pro, if you're minor, if you're high school, if you're college, it doesn't matter uh, if you have a concussion that has occurred or you have a suspected concussion that's occurred, you get the correct care. The, the appropriate best practice policies are, are being followed. Um, and, and I think that's the, the vision that, that we have your head check wants to play a, a big part in. Uh, you know, we think we've got some technology that can actually achieve that. And so now it's about, you know, making sure that 
uh, people aren't confused by what we're doing here, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and we're not, we're not necessarily trying to change the game too much. We're just saying, Hey, we've got all these rules. We've got all these tests. We've got all these mm-hmm. education modules. It's fine that, that we've got those. And that's great that we've got those, but something has time together. A hundred percent. And, you know, for those of you listening, rewind that one um, for, especially, our, you know, a, a, an area that you really um, kind of zoned in on, it generalizes much farther past that. But it can be quite confusing for a parent in in, a, in kind of a minor sport where you have your child and you want them to benefit from all the wonderful elements that sport provides to one's life. But around this concussion care, you know, you have to remember you're still the parent um, and that is your child. And, you know, I've been in that position where, you know, I've very rarely um, seen a child pulled from play, unfortunately. And I think with increased education and awareness that you're providing, Harrison, and your company is providing, I think it will really help to uh, take away uh, or maybe reduce um, some of the negative connotation around uh, some sport uh, where there is exposure um, to the risk um, of concussion. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, just to follow up, and I mean, concussions yeah. are, are not going to ever be prevented completely. Um, so yeah, I, I don't want people to get the impression that that's actually a reasonable thing to, to, to say, or, or want to have, like, we right. are always going to have concussions in hockey. We are always going to have concussions in football. We're always going to have concussions in soccer and lacrosse and all these other sports. Right. And so, you know, certainly we can, we can, you know, tweak the game, tweak the equipment a little bit, and we're going to potentially be able to reduce the incidence uh, of, of concussions occurring, but they will always occur. And, and so, you know, what I'm saying is knowing that that's the case, let's make sure that when they do occur every single time, the athlete is getting the care that they deserve. And, you know, right now, where are we on that journey? Uh, we're still at the beginning. We haven't really, we've yeah. made some progress. Absolutely. But we are, we have a very, very, very long way to go. Yeah. Um, now, um, this is a slightly different question, but I'm always curious it's more personally for me when I, when I get the opportunity to speak with people that I respect and are doing innovative, cool things, I always like to better understand what influences them. And uh, so a question I have for you is, you know, what's one particular, you know, book or even article paper um, that you read that that's really helped to influence, um, you know, your work? Sure. Um... Yeah, I mean, I've actually I've got one right here that I was looking at earlier. Um, it's a uh, it's called Concussion Competencies, a framework for school-based concussion management, um, and it's by a neuropsychologist um, that, that I'm friends with named Art Mirlander. Uh, he's he's based in the U.S. and this is I I, I have no idea how popular this book is um, in Canada or, or in the U.S. But uh, it's funny, like you know. I feel like me and you, we talk about all this stuff a lot in terms of, you know, what needs to happen if we were to, you know, envision, you know, your right. son's minor hockey team doing things right, what would they be doing? And, and, mm-hmm. you know, in order to like frame that narrative of what, what's right and what should be happening, you know, we've had to go to 15 different experts and 15 different books and all this yeah. and that. And so it's really a struggle for somebody to have one succinct place where it kind of outlines, 
you know, the latest information on, you know, what is a appropriate way to manage concussion at a youth or school level. Um, and that's what he's done here. Good. So, so it's, it's, <laughs> it is a little bit academic, which, which I really like. Um, <laughs> but, but it, it's, it's got everything in here, you know, from, you know, rates of injuries to, you know, steps to implement, et cetera, et cetera. And so, yeah, I think anybody that is concerned about concussion or they're in a position of power, like they're a president of a, of a youth organization or they're, uh, you know, athletic director or, or commissioner of a league. I mean, this type of book, you probably never would pick up from the bookstore. But right. in reality, if you read this book, you would be probably within the top 1% of the world on knowing, you know, what's right, what should be happening right now. And then you can kind of self-reflect and say, okay, well, what's not happening in my organization? Love it. Love it. And we'll make sure that's available in the notes here. Um, at, at the at the end. Um, so when we think about, you know, you know, obviously we want to try to, and I think you and I really align on this, we want to have uh, increased accessibility, um, education, awareness, um, and, you know, your organization, and I've known your, known your organization for years, is really walking the walk and is very committed um, to this work and to increasing accessibility. And, you know, I think you're really making, you know, a lot of progress. Uh, you know, I, I know it's a long road and it's hard, um, but, you know, I, I, I um, you know, I really want to acknowledge you for your commitment to service uh, for, for this work. It's, it's, I know it's not easy, um, but I really respect uh, our friendship over the years. And, you know, I, I, I really appreciate you. Um, you know, for people that might be listening, though, Harrison, uh, and they want to learn more about how to get involved with your work, to support you, to connect with you, to pick your brain, how to partner with you. How do people get a hold of you? Yeah. I mean, first off, you know, I, I'm a big fan of, of ABI as well. Um, you know, I think this line of work, it, it, it is a long road and it is an uphill battle every single day and what we're trying to accomplish here. Um, but it is easier when you do have peers like, like yourself. So um, I, I tip my hat to, to you and the, the work you're doing as well. Uh, in, in order to contact me, uh, just reach out to our website. It's headcheckhealth.com. Uh, it's got a pretty good description there of our different products, kind of who we work with, some case studies, et cetera. Um, but yeah, no, we're, we're always looking to connect with new people and, and anybody passionate on this topic. I, I'd love to connect. Love it. Well, thank you again. And this is something that we'll, we'll do again down the road as we, as uh, you process new books, you'll have a, a new Harrison's must read list for us. So <laughs> <laughs> thanks again, Harrison, for your time and do please do check out uh, his work at Head Check Health. Awesome. Thanks, Mark. Don't forget to check back for a new Brain Mastery segment every week. Here's a sneak peek of our next thought-provoking interview. I think, uh, and, and this, is, this is with physical health, with mental health, uh, with even self-esteem, where you're at right now, all the science and all the research and all the cool stuff that's coming out right now says that you don't have to be there. Um, you can always improve. You might not get back to how you were at your peak, mm -hmm. um, but with brain health, especially, and it, you know, you got to think of the brain as a muscle. If you don't use it, it's not going to, not going to serve you. Um, yeah. Think of your brain as a bicep. You got to work that. Thing. And yeah. through neuroplasticity, uh, all the research right now is, is really exciting for people that have traumatic brain injuries and, and cognitive decline and, and simple, just memory loss. Uh, yeah. Losing words, 
we, I, I talk to patients all day about this stuff. And um, even 10 years ago, uh, it was kind of thought, maybe not 10, 15 years ago, that uh, once you lose brain stuff, it's gone. And it's not true at all anymore. It never has been, but the research is really starting to back it up. And that's actually why I really like ABI Wellness. Thank you so much for listening to the Brain Mastery Podcast brought to you by ABI Wellness. Be sure to follow us on social media channels at ABI Wellness. The statements made regarding the Bears platform and ABI Wellness have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The efficacy of the Bears platform has not been confirmed by FDA-approved research. The Bears platform is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All information presented here is not meant as a substitute for or alternative to information from healthcare practitioners. Please consult your healthcare professional about potential interactions or other possible complications before using any product. The Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act requires this notice.